The transformation. People are different, we all know that, different physical and psychological characteristics, with different abilities, etc. But we only know that by comparing ourselves to others, which we cannot avoid. That automatic and constant comparison is what has developed us to this point, and it is also a major factor in our dissatisfaction and problems. Wouldn't it be better not to compare yourself to anyone and just let yourself be? Survive totally relaxed taking only what you need like any animal? But people seem to have other impulses, inside us there is something that has moved us and has led us to form societies and discoveries and advances, etc. What are social classes, and their display in photos on social networks and in conversations and even in aspirations and plans, if not a competition to see who lives better, who enjoys life more, who is worth more? What is working class pride if not compensation to beat those who have everything at something? What are discoveries in essence but an opportunity to say I beat you, I got there first and I know something that you don't? What is yelling, verbal or physical aggression in an ordinary person but a form of saying I'm better than you or I can hurt you too? And that really makes a person better than others? In other words, do we really enjoy our lives or do we only compensate with the idea that we enjoy it more than others, and therefore we are worth more than others or are more than others? A key and interesting question arises, if your achievements, satisfactions, merits, could not be compared with others, would you enjoy them? It is a terrible paradox of our existence, everyone naturally aspires for everything to be theirs and to be he or she the only thing that exists and on the other hand, they would not enjoy any of that if they cannot compare with others. The terrible thing is that this way of operating causes that no satisfaction is lasting. Sometimes it just seems like a sophisticated version of a competition between children to see who receives the most attention, approval or money from a top authority figure, manifested in two principles, one of unconditional care and the other of pressure and support to grow. But we are not talking about the physical father and mother, who are after all people like anyone else in the world. If we want to go further, our way of behaving seems to indicate a higher principle that manifests itself in a constant request towards something, a source that we treat as if it could deliver everything, even talents, psychological characteristics, physical beauty, energy. And our envious reactions are simply a claim to that source saying, why did you give it to him and not to me? It is probably when we take out a donkey jaw and look to hit from behind. In practice, we consciously or unconsciously treat something outside of us that surrounds us, as so powerful that even, whether we accept it or not, we get angry with him when he does not give us what we want and does give it to others, even the point of denying his existence. In conclusion, our way of behaving, in essence, arising from our interior, speaks to us of small points wanting to receive everything and comparing and competing with each other to receive it, and demanding it from an external influence that can please us in everything, but does not do it as those points want, and therefore they cannot detect it. They deny that it exists while continuing to ask to receive what they want in the future. Or they praise him but only on their terms, they assign characteristics of themselves to him, and only if he gives them at least the hope of receiving what they want. The points light up for a short time, they take all they can, praise or deny the source from which they consciously or unconsciously feel everything coming in, at some point, they go out. But there is another possibility. What would happen if those points instead of aspiring to receive everything they want, begin to aspire to be like that which gives everything? They would begin an interesting process and with endless details. One of the steps is that they would realize that they have nothing to give. Nothing, no matter what each one believes he has, is, or can do. And at that moment those points would begin to unite, they would pass over the paradox of their existence beginning to imitate the source among them and receive together cancelling their nature, and their competence becomes conscious collaboration towards the source. They would not get lost in a grey homogeneity, 
but would discover their true individuality and their true gifts that they received from the Source. He gave them, gives them, and will give them everything, they just couldn't perceive it. Then perhaps we could get to know the Source from which we come, what are the true qualities that, upon reaching our narrow vision, manifest as trees, animals, humans, father, mother, etc. If we do not take this development into our own hands and go to the roots directly, these manifestations will deteriorate before our eyes more and more to show us through terrible scenes, the need to change our way of perceiving things. Our job is either to wait and endure the atrocities arising from within, or to advance our transformation on our own.